Hello and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. My name is Joel Harrison and I appreciate you joining me for day three of my little experiment here. And I'm just going to jump right into it today because I'm going to start by saying today was not the best day of the experiment. You might think, hey, Joel, good job. You're already screwing up on only day three. Um, and I did. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and be perfectly honest with you guys because what's the point if I'm not? Uh, I did screw up just a little bit last night. Um, so if you listen to episode two, you know that after I finished the episode, I was heading out to... Um, one of my favorite places, a very special place to me, um, it's actually a bar, uh, more of a music venue, but still it's a place where I've met so many friends and had so many amazing evenings and met so many beautiful people that are now integrated into a part of my life. And last night was the last night it was open and I'm friends with so many of the people that were there and so many of the DJs that were playing music and it really was a beautiful evening. Um, so Got there at about 9 o'clock, which if you understand electronic music at all, you understand that going to a place playing electronic music at 9 o'clock is almost insane because there should usually be nobody's there. And this place, for lack of a better term, was assholes to elbows. It was as packed as I've ever seen it. And so many people there, so many people there that I knew. Um, I knew so many of the DJs that were playing. Amazing music, just an amazing evening. Um, the vibes were so good. It was such a great time. So many smiling faces. But all of a sudden, it was creeping up on midnight. I'd worked a 10-hour shift yesterday, and I was totally sober, which being in a place like that, totally sober, especially when so many times I've been there, I've not been sober. To be perfectly honest, I don't think I've ever been sober there. Just kind of started to get to me. And to be honest, it was kind of that thing where you're like, Inside my head, I'm, I'm dancing, and I'm listening to the music, and I'm looking at all the smiling people, and I'm having a great time. And then there's just that flash that comes across my mind, like, wouldn't it be great to be fucked up right now? Would it? <laughs> and I did a really good job of it coming through. And, you know, hey, man, get fucked up. No. Hey, man, do this. No. Hey, man, do that. And it was a little bit of a struggle. And I'm there with my wife, who is doing the experiment with me as well. And we kind of bounced it back and forth that we were feeling this way a little bit. And as I've said in a couple previous episodes, she's not been feeling well over the over the last couple of days. So we were really both pushing really hard to be out that late in the evening, um, considering the circumstances. And so we called it a night uh, at about 1130, 1145. And she headed out to the car. I went to gather her coat. And so... As I was leaving the venue, uh, it's upstairs, and it's actually called Upstairs Lounge. And I'm walking down the staircase alone, and I grab my phone, and I start to take a couple pictures. And man, it just smacks me like a ton of bricks that this has been the spot. This has been my spot. You know, I felt like Norm on the last episode of Cheers. And as I'm just slowly walking down this staircase and slowly it's just creeping into me and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I walked down that staircase with teary eyes and walked back the rest of the way to my car in the cold evening and I was crying. Not so much because a place of business closed or because um, 
a building that I will never probably be in again, but just kind of the whole weight of the situation and the way that this place has impacted my life in such a positive way. Um, yeah, okay, so maybe I like to party uh, fairly often, and you know that's the reason for the experiment is because I, I imbibe a little too much sometimes, and that's all okay, but none of that was, was peace of mind. It was the people, the music, the events, the times, the memories, and they all kind of hit me at once. And so as I go through this, you're like, okay, Joel, what did you do? Um, and it's pretty minimal in the grand scheme of things, but on the way home, I just couldn't shake the grief. I just couldn't shake the sadness and I really needed something to just make it all go away. And when I got with my home, home with my wife, um, we did imbibe a little cannabis and greatly helped. (laughs) I felt way better. But this morning when I woke up, I kind of felt trashy because technically I'm three days in and I've failed the experiment. (laughs) However, does that mean I'm going to stop? Does that mean I'm going to give up? Does that mean once I did, I went and grabbed a candy bar and uh, soda at the gas station and just said, screw it? No, absolutely not. That's not what life is about. So yes, I did have a little bit of a stumble, but Even before I did it, I said, look, I'm going to do this in a conversation. I said, look, I'm going to do this, but this is going to be the one time for the month. And this is going to be my one mistake. And you know what? If I get through the whole month with one mistake, I'm pretty proud of that. And to be perfectly honest, I never would have started this journey if I would have known that this bar was going to close because I knew that it was an event that was going to be very difficult. And I knew going out and I was had my intent set. And even sometimes when your intent is set in the right way, maybe you're not aligned perfectly. Maybe you missed a little bit. And so, like I said, last night I did have a little bit of a stumble. And this is my accountability. This is why I'm telling you this is because I want you to know that if there's something that you're dealing with that changes a process and trying to go full cessation from, you know, from everything to nothing overnight It's not always going to be what you want. And you're not always going to succeed right off the bat. And that's okay because, remember, life isn't about how you deal with successes. It's about how you get back up after you fall down. It's about keeping to push. You know, keep pushing even after you've, you've stumbled or even after you've made a mistake. So yeah, fine, I made a mistake and I'm here to, to, to get that off my chest and to tell you guys that are listening to me and I appreciate you for being here and listening without, uh, without judgment just to simply tell you that I did make a mistake. I woke up this morning, it's a new day, I'm back on track and I'm not going to do that again for the rest of the month. I don't foresee having any other major emotional issues there and then again, the other piece of this experiment is me doing uh, my hypnosis, my self-hypnosis. I've even started doing Reiki, so I'm getting in tune with my energy and how I connect to the universe and those kind of things. So there's no reason to stop all of that just because I had a little stumble. And so I just want you to know as you're listening to this and as you're thinking about and considering your change, you're setting your intent, to know that screwing up is okay. It's part of the process and change 
is a process and just don't be too hard on yourself when you make that mistake. If you're going to make that mistake, that's okay. Make the mistake and move on, which is what I've done. So that's part one of why today or the last 24 hours wasn't the most amazing day. And then part two, I have to admit that I wasn't my best self uh, this evening. So I had a brief moment where my wife and I had a little bit of a disagreement and I did not respond well. Um, I've had a lot going on. And again, with the cessation of everything, my fuse is a little short these last couple of days. You guys already have been listening know that I've made no bones about it, saying that I've either been snappy or grumpy or these kind of things. Um, and I definitely did. You know, I kind of I kind of exploded on her. And not to say that the reason that we had our little tiff wasn't understandable, not to say that she wasn't deserving of some of that. However, I did not act properly, and she got way more than she deserved. And I immediately walked away, and I went and did my chakra clearing. And my chakra clearing was very specific and and was definitely timely, and I very much needed it. And it talked about inside it what my interactions with people were the day were, and who were the people that angered me, and who were the people that I probably angered. And to just take some time at the end of the day to release that anger because in the grand scheme of things it was a pretty small disagreement but because of everything that's going on and because up until now I haven't always been great with dealing with my anger it's actually one of the main reasons I'm doing this experiment and so when I fall back into that angry guy I get pretty upset with myself because first of all my wife is an amazing woman and she's super sweet and just like all of us she has some insecurities and that's what sparked the fight and that's that's okay that's gonna happen you know when you've been with somebody her and I've been together goodness I think the count is 14 years now and when when you've been with somebody that long it's easy to go one way or the other. It's easy to know what they're thinking and to know what they're feeling and to feel that with them and to be there for them and to be that strong person that they need. And it's also easier to vent your frustrations on them or to be less filtered with them. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not okay. But at the same time, within the experiment, I have made a mistake. And in case you haven't finished these podcasts, you haven't realized how I send them off every day. And this is something that I've taken a liking to over the last little bit. I don't even know if if I heard it from someone else or if I just made it up on my own. But I always say, do your best to make tomorrow a better day than today. And if you failed at that today, well, good, because tomorrow's going to be easy. So today was a, was a bit of a hard day. You know, on, on top of both of those two things, I was extremely lazy. It's Saturday. I slept in 
It's 10.30 at night before I'm actually getting to this podcast recording. Now, part of that is I am discovering that I I do enjoy doing these in the evening. I think before I started the project, I thought that I was going to be doing these recordings during the, in the morning, kind of first thing. But I find that it's a better check on my day if I do it before I go to bed, before the day is still fresh in my mind and I can still come to you guys and say, here's what I did, here's what's going on, here's how I feel about it, and here's how I can address that or how you could address that if you're one going through change in your own. So the last thing is just I was very, very lazy today, which is okay because my wife isn't feeling well and her and I needed a little bit of time together with the first couple of days of the project. Um, I've been getting up early, I've been heading to work, I've been doing things, go, go, go. So it was nice to connect today and just relax. And I've been so exhausted over the last couple of days that I, I didn't really worry about sleeping, uh, a good chunk of the day away. Uh, and then the other piece of my day was just watching scary TV with my wife. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen the haunting of Hill house, it is really, really good. It is really well filmed. I think the audio is something that pops up awesome and you just kind of notice. Um, and then there's even a really, really cool scene about how trauma is created. And well, I saw it. I was like, wow, that's that's not only how trauma is created in people, but how powerful it can be. So I highly recommend that if you haven't uh, watched yet The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, it's a Netflix thing. Really, really good stuff. Check it out. All right, so that's kind of my check-in for today, and I don't really have a good segue for what I'm going to talk about next, so I'm just going to tell you I'm going to talk about belief. So as I go through this process, the things that I believe in my quote-unquote belief structure um, is something that is really helping me to move through this. And I guess first I should take a step back as to the way I used to think about belief. So I went to college um, for four years as a zoology major. So it's a very science-based environment, very factual-based environment. And all of the people that I knew, that I was friends with, all the conversations I had were very factual conversations. And so when this comes to belief, to be perfectly honest, I used to think belief structures were kind of dumb. And I used to say, you know, if you can't, replicate something with fact or if you can't excuse me if you can't present a fact that is replicatable via the scientific method then I don't really I'm not really worried about it I don't think that it's valuable I don't think that it is good for the individual or for society and I considered myself a militant atheist and if you've never heard the militant, the word militant atheist before, as a lot of people haven't, you could replace it really easily with another word, asshole. <laughs> to be perfectly clear and transparent, I was quite an asshole to people. Um, now, I still have really strong beliefs about the way our society runs and the way we uh, interact with religion and the way religion kind of shoves its way into the way we run our society, into politics, and the way that it's used as a tool, um, I believe, really for evil. And I used to believe that all religions and all belief structures and all of those things were evil because they weren't based in fact, and they're often used to manipulate uh, people to do things that are against their own well-being. And I still believe that there's a certain amount of that, but... Um, 
what I believe now, I, I, I like belief so much that um, I'm a stage hypnotist. And the name of my new show, which I just completed and will be performing for the first time, I believe, uh, mid-December, um, which is also going to be around my birthday, which is pretty cool, um, is Believe. The name of my show is Believe. And the tagline is, the power is inside you. Because that's exactly what I believe now, is that whatever it is that is at the center of your being, and whatever it is that you believe, as long as you believe it with your whole brain, your whole body, every cell of your being, if you believe that thing to be true, and that thing is pure, as far as, you know, it's, it's, it's good intentions, it, it holds good for society, it holds good for the universe, it holds good for the individual. You know, we do have a lot of belief structures that are centered around hate, uh, which I do not agree with. But if you have a belief, stick to it, believe it with every single cell of your being, and you can achieve some really amazing things. So I'm going to dig a little bit into my belief structure and, and how I think things work now is that, you know, I'm not really sure about why we're here or how we got here. I still feel that I have a very science-based uh, idea about that um, as far as Big Bang and how everything was created and, you know, billions of years and long times and things like that, evolution. Uh, I'm very firmly set in, in a lot of those beliefs, but here's the core of what I believe. I believe that there is some amazing power inside the human brain, the human body, that if you believe something, I, I don't really care what it is. Let's just be let's just be really crazy with it and say that you believe that you can fly. Okay. Now we're gonna like I said, we're just using a fun example here. I don't really believe that people can fly. However, that's a limiting belief. And maybe, just maybe, the reason people have never flown is because people have never flown and nobody believes that they can fly. We didn't believe that we could fly at an airplane before we did. You didn't, you know, back in back in like the I think it was the 70s, nobody believed that running a 4-minute mile was possible. Until Steve Prefontaine proved everybody wrong. And that's all it is. So like think about let take that back a step. So like if you believe fully in your heart and in every cell of your body, that whatever it is that you're doing, you can do. And not only that you can do, but it is good for you, it is good for society, it is good for the universe. And if you spend time in that belief and getting rid of the limiting beliefs, dropping I can't, I won't, and I don't completely out of your vocabulary, then you're on the verge of discovering some real, real power. Now, whatever it is that you believe, so say you believe that, you know, say if you're a Christian and you believe in the typical Christian God and you believe that God allows you to live your best life and because of the principles set forward in that, that you can succeed you can win, you can be a great person, then 
If you believe that with all of your soul, then you will be those things. Imagine you're an entrepreneur. And I see this all the time. I'm a huge fan of Gary Vee. I'm a huge fan of other uh, Mel Robbins and other entrepreneurs and motivational speakers. Uh, Tony Robbins is another one. And all these guys focus on, or excuse me, people, Mel Robbins is a woman. Um, All these people focus on the fact that if you just stop telling yourself that there are things that you cannot do, then there is nothing that you cannot do. So the only reason that you can't achieve something, the only reason that this experiment that I'm doing seems hard is because of limiting beliefs. And so think about think about that for a second. Think about limiting beliefs, all right? So if you want to do something, say you want to sing a song, you want to be in a band or something like that, but I would love to sing a song. I have a beautiful singing voice, but I'm just so terrified of being on stage in front of people. And I just don't think that that's something that I can do. Well, congratulations. You can't do it because you have spent time telling yourself that you cannot do it. If you turn that around and every single time that you think about the things that you want to do and you tell yourself you can do something, then you can do something. Now, whether that's getting up on stage and singing a song at a karaoke night, whether that's being in a band and performing in front of thousands of people, whether that's just singing in the shower, if you tell yourself you can, then you absolutely can. And to take that one step further, think about your thought processes through most of the day. So I've been working very hard to limit or to end my worry. Um, As I actually stand or sit here in my chair looking at my notepad, the last thing that I wrote on it was the five Reiki principles. The very first one is do not worry. So that's either difficult or it's not. It's simply a decision. Just like everything, all of your emotional states, everything you do, it is always a decision. So if you decide that you believe in yourself enough to turn your negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Again, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. So just for a moment here, think about your day and think about all of the times throughout your day that you have negative self-talk. And really jump into that for a minute. Really think about that. Really think, what what is my mental state most of the time? How often am I insulting myself? How often am I negative to myself? How often am I telling myself, don't do that because somebody else will judge you? How often am I putting other people's negative thoughts in my own head? All of that is limiting. So... If I think back to wanting to be in a band, wanting to sing in front of people, but I think, well, what if people make fun of me? Or what if my voice cracks? Or what if I I just am, am no good? Well, all of those what ifs are actually true. Because it doesn't matter the initial initial framing, the what if. Because what if you have an amazing voice? 
What if you step onto that stage and all of a sudden you hit this beautiful state called flow and you just go and you sing and you dance and you entertain and people love it? What if that happened? What would that feel like? What if the more you sang and performed, the better you got? The more exposure you got, the more people started to love you. The more people started to love you, the more people came out to see your shows. The more people came out to see your shows, the more people wanted you to record an album. The more time you spent writing music and recording an album, the better you got. And the better you got at the process of writing music and recording. And then comes time to sell that. And what if you knew you put your whole heart, soul, and you believed and you knew through the whole process that doing that because other people are going to love it because you're an amazing singer and an amazing performer. And now you're going to sell albums. You're going to make music. You're going to make money. You're going to give yourself the career and the life that you want. Why? Because you believed it. So if you think about that as you go through your day, what if everything that you said in your head was positive? Because think about it. Think about the reason that we don't succeed. Fear, lack of time, you know, just telling yourself, you know, a lot of us don't succeed because we don't try. Because if you try, you may fail. And I'm going to be perfectly honest, as I was starting this podcast, that's one of the main things that was in my head. What if I spend all this time making this podcast and nobody listens? Well, that's okay, because as I said, you guys are my accountability. So just sitting here talking into this microphone and telling you the first couple of stories that I told you earlier and being vulnerable and pure with you is helpful. So if nothing else happens, I'm perfectly fine with it because I know that this has value to myself. But I believe that this conversation that I'm having here in my office by myself, but for you, I believe that it has value. I believe that you're going to find value in it. And I believe that as I continue to go through this process of this podcast and I get better and better at putting my ideas into the microphone, I believe that more people will begin to listen. And I believe that someone of those people that are listening needs to make a change in their life. And as that person makes that change, I believe that they're going to come to me and ask me for help. And I believe that I am going to positively impact people's lives. So you see, there's the reframe right there. As I can say, eh, nobody wants to listen to one guy who's just trying to make his life a little better, sit in his office and talk into a microphone. Or I can say, I'm going to be vulnerable with people. I'm going to give people information that I believe is helpful to them. And they're going to want to listen. And because they're going to want to listen, someone is going to either want to do the experiment with me. Or someone is going to say, well, the experiment seems like a lot. However, I need to lose a little weight. And if Joel can cut out sugar, then I can cut out sugar. And you can. You know, if Joel can stop drinking for simply a month, I can. Because that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this podcast. One is to keep myself accountable to you and to myself. But the other is that I believe that I can help someone. And so simply, it's so simple, simply by holding that belief 
and living inside that belief and eliminating the idea that no one will want to listen. Eliminating the idea that this doesn't have value because I'm talking alone instead of all the podcasts that I listen to where you have someone else to talk to. And you know what? I was even talking to a buddy today that said he might want to jump on. So maybe if we decide to do some interviews and some of that kind of podcast throughout the month, I would love that. That would be a lot of fun. But just because I'm here by myself doesn't mean that this doesn't have value. So merely by believing something, you can make it true. And that's the message that I, as a performer, I, as a agent of change want to give to people. So this is almost the whole core of the project. It's almost the whole core of my show and why I do what I do is because I use hypnosis to demonstrate some really interesting things that the human brain can do. Because as we all know, I control my mind and my mind controls my body. And hypnosis is an amazing tool for controlling your mind. So if you have the belief that you can control your mind, then now that opens up all kinds of possibilities of what you can do with that mind. So I'm going to wrap up here shortly, but I want you to take away this very important note from this episode is that I don't care what it is that you believe. As long as what you believe is based in something good, as long as you believe something that's going to improve your life or the life of someone else, I want you to believe it with all of your heart, all of your soul, every single fiber of your being. I want you to be able to pull a hair believes that you can do this. Because once you reach that state of pure belief, We call that a state of flow. And now we'll come back to the idea of negative self-talk because being in the state of flow is the absence of negative self-talk. It's almost the absence of self-talk at all. It's almost being so into what you're doing and having such a strong belief that what you're doing That your conscious mind isn't even involved. Your subconscious mind is just pushing play on a program that you know you can do. And that's what it's like when I step onto stage. When I step onto stage in front of an audience, before I get there, yeah, I get some nerves, sure. About five minutes before I need to step onto stage, I'm pacing back and forth and doing breathing exercises and trying to get the jitters to go down. Um, my buddy Corey over at Not Never Films has filmed a couple of my shows for me. He, the last time he filmed his show, he's like, dude, you are hilarious before you go on stage. And I was like, yeah, that's because I don't get nervous in my life except for five minutes before I go on stage. And so those five minutes, I am taking the time to remind myself how well I believe in what I can do and how good I really am at being a stage performer and how Not only because I'm good at what I do, but because I believe that what I do matters. Yes, I'm entertaining, but I spend a lot of time working in high schools. And my main drive is to show those students that if they simply believe in what they can do, they can do anything. 
So it's a very beautiful thing that when I step onto stage, that's my form of flow. And I don't have to think about the words that are coming out of my mouth. I don't have to think about what skit is coming next. I don't have to think about making sure that I'm checking on all my volunteers and keeping them safe and making sure that they're interacting with the crowd and that I'm interacting with the crowd. Man, when I step onto stage and that music starts and I have that microphone in my hand and I come out and I say what's up to the crowd, it's self-talk is gone. And I am just in a state of being where I've done this before, I know that I'm good at it, I know that it matters, and it just happens. Have you ever experienced a state of flow like that? Do you ever do you ever have a moment where you are just performing or doing or knowing or talking about whatever it is that is your perfect thing? What is that thing? You know, I want you to send me an email and let me know what is your flow? How does that feel to you? My brother uh, he trains dogs. He's an amazing dog trainer. The dude seriously can grab a leash. He's told me this before. He can grab a leash. And it's almost like the dog can speak English to him and say, Oh, oh, hey, friend, how are you? This is what you need today. You need more affection. You need more discipline. You need more lessons. You need w- whatever it is that the dog needs in that moment. He has studied and worked with so many dogs that all he simply has to do is be in the presence of the dog and touch the leash and all of a sudden this amazing line of communication that none of us would even understand comes about that is his flow flow is related to passion passion is related to belief so when you have passion for something and you fully and totally believe it you will reach a state of flow and you will just know what needs to happen you might even not even think about it consciously. You'll just do what needs to happen. Another friend of mine, actually the one who taught me about the state of flow, Dr. Manny St. Victor, amazing human being, been a big part of my change and helped me change my life. So big shout out to you, Manny. I hope you get this far. Manny makes music and he makes really some amazing music. Um, it, it, I'm actually going to throw a link to his SoundCloud in the show notes because it's really cool stuff. What he does is he has designed music with a hypnotic intent so that when you listen to it, you get not only put into trance, but there's an intent behind it. Some of them are for relaxing. Some of them for getting primed up and ready for your day. Um, I, I did one a while back that was for gratitude and I'm just literally listening to a song with my eyes closed and all I can feel is this immense gratitude. And he's like, yeah, I I designed it that way. But in a deeper conversation, what Manny says about his flow when he's making music is that he's not really consciously even making the music. He puts himself into state of flow And says basically his subconscious just goes and just does it. And some of the most amazing music comes out that can make you feel some of the most amazing ways. And when you talk to him about which piece you listen to, he'll simply tell you that that was, he set 
intention to design a piece of music for this state or for this purpose hypnotically puts himself into the state of flow and then a little while later out comes a track and I think that's one of the most beautiful things to think about being so passionate so knowledgeable and knowing that what you can do have such value that it simply happens and that my friends, is what it's all about, is believing in yourself, turning off your negative self-talk, entering flow, and performing to a level that you know is possible. The limiting belief is that you never thought possible, but the power is in the positive. So don't think that you're performing better than you ever thought that you could. Visualize yourself performing amazing. Visualize yourself doing what it is that you want to do. Be passionate about it. Work hard. When you're doing whatever it is that you want to achieve flow in, that you believe in fully, dedicate fully to it. Set pure intention. Be totally present with what that is that you're doing. And believe that you can do it at the highest level and believe that you can achieve and you can so simple not easy but simple every time you have a negative thought stop reframe it into the positive remove I can't I won't and I don't from your vocabulary and know that you can achieve some of the most amazing things And I think that's about where I'm going to wrap up for this evening. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. This has been my longest episode so far. So I appreciate you giving me an outlet to say that I screwed up, but I'm human and I'm going to get right back to it. And so I've reset the clock and I'm going strong and everything is going to be good from here on out. So if you're having any troubles with your change process and you want to talk, please feel free to send me an email. That's going to be in the show notes. And then from here, just have a fantastic day. Remember, try to make every day better than yesterday. And if today was a bad day, then great. Tomorrow's going to be easy. Always be grateful and celebrate your victories. We'll see you tomorrow.